Welcome to the Persuasion Pitch Podcast, where we discuss the dangers of multi-level marketing companies, as well as other scams, and we dig deep into cults. My name is Jess. I am a licensed esthetician, makeup artist, and anti-MLM advocate. I want to tell everyone, happy Pride Month. Now let's get into it. Hey everyone, I am sitting here with Savvy and RK. I'm so excited to have them on. Um, I've been watching them almost every morning. They are they have a morning show. It's called Your Morning Guru, and it's really awesome. And I love it. <laughs> it's blown up. Like I've watched it grow tremendously in a very short amount of time. So that's pretty awesome. Thank you. Um, I, we're always glad to see you in the chat and see you uh, listening into the show. Yeah, glad to be there. It's amazing what feed picks do for your growth on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I just want to talk about like what you guys do on that sh- that particular channel because you know, I know Savvy has her main channel. And then y'all have this channel together and it's a morning show, but it's on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know of any other morning shows like that on YouTube. I don't think I do. Um, So of course you guys talk about all of these gurus and I talked to Savvy about this whenever we did another podcast together, but like Grant Cardone, Rachel Hollis, all of those types this week, y'all are talking about, as I'm recording it this week, y'all are talking about Dave Ramsey um, and all of that. How did y'all come up with this idea? Or did we it stole it like from Rachel Hollis. We stole it from her, which is fair because she steals everyone else's ideas. So yes. we we'll steal your idea this time. That See how does. you like it. <laughs> right. We stole the time slot. We That's stole the, the time <laughs> slot because of hosting a morning show. Nobody owns that, obviously, right? That's a joke. <laughs> but actually we're talking we actually detail this a lot in right now we're working on a book called the success rule which is about our morning show experiences and we're publishing it through kindle vela which is not like publicly available yet but when it is that's how we're doing it okay um but we tell the story in this book which is basically when we started this idea of uh originally our plan was to like read some guru books together and do a few videos reviewing the books because that's what I do on my channel and RK told me he was reading some of the same books as well so we're like oh let's have a discussion about these books on the channel and then he actually sent me that he when we were reading Girl Stop Apologizing he sent me Rachel Hollis's morning routine and was like what if we tried this routine and then and then lived it and reviewed the routine as well and then one of the items on her routine was that after she does everything, she gets on a live stream at 8 a.m. every day. And I was like, okay, but that means we have to live stream at 8 a.m. every day because that's in the routine. So we started live streaming at 8 a.m. and that was our favorite part of the routine. So we were like, you know what? Let's just do this forever. Right. <laughs> it's a brilliant idea, actually. And it just, so it just evolved like that. So now what you guys do is now like you choose someone and you live like them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we choose a different person every week. And sometimes a few people we've done, like we did Marie Kondo for two weeks and we did Gary Vee for two weeks. So some people, if there's a lot to cover mm-hmm. or if their week is really either really beneficial to us or we feel like there's a lot of information to talk about, we might extend it into a second week. But other than that, we do a different person every week. And do you ask your viewers like to give y'all recommendations or how do you choose that? Constantly constantly asking for recommendations because we're only going to grow if our viewers feel engaged um and when we talk about growth on our channel too i think we try our best to make it as perfectly clear it's less about trying to grow outward and much more about trying to grow i'm going to not try and sound like a guru but you are (laughs) Um, too much we're going to become what we hate yeah i mean we, we we are becoming the protagonist of the story and it fucking sucks yeah because you're like living like that so Um, yeah but no, we're far more focused on growing the community. That's that's what we keep saying. That's what we care about. The people who are there are infinitely more important than the people who aren't. And so when we say growth, we're talking about growing that trust and growing that connection with the people who are already there and asking right. for input on who we should be following is one of the fastest ways to get that connection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and we've been really sense. into trying to build this as a community. And that's actually something that we talked a lot when we were following the guru, Seth Godin, who we followed 
um, like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And when we were following him, a lot of what he was talking about was within the concept of marketing, you know, building a community as opposed to trying to sell a product and, you know, finding something that people want and providing that for them. So for us, it was really about we're like we we were excited to get to the thousand subscriber mark because we wanted to monetize but beyond that we're not really focusing on subscriber growth or things like that we're focusing on people being there and having people having everyone feel involved in talking back with the chat the whole time and mm. we've done a few giveaways we started a subreddit so it's like when our show is over oh, I didn't know that yeah, we have a subreddit. So oh. when the show's over, sometimes if we're in a deep philosophical discussion on the show, uh, we'll say, let's continue this discussion on our subreddit after the stream's oh. over. So then we'll post on the subreddit and let people talk through in the comments. We've had a lot of discussions there about things like NFTs and cryptocurrency or also things like, you know, perception versus reality. Like we've had like a ton of different discussions over there. Um, and then we have so Cher sending thirst trap pictures over there as well. <laughs> Uh, and we've had fan art. That's what's the coolest thing. That is cool. Um, Cher especially has made us, a, she's one of our regular viewers. She makes us a ton of fan art. And we've actually gotten fan art from a few other viewers as well, which is really cool. It's mostly fan art of our dogs. Uh, a few <laughs> times people have drawn us, but usually they draw our dogs. That is which really cool. Yeah. It's understandable. Our, our dogs yeah, are way cuter than we are. Art. Yeah. So quality versus quantity. And then with that, the, the quantity will grow. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing right well that's what we're hoping yeah but it's yeah. not like we would rather have because we were looking at like engagement right so like a lot of people talk about how on YouTube or on social media in general about 10% engagement is good right so it's like if you have I don't know 10,000 YouTube subscribers you should average about a thousand views per video and then right. that's good engagement it means your channel's not dead right mm -hmm. so on this we have way higher than 10% or yeah way higher yeah than we're like 30 that's and when great. we started the channel, we had about 80 to 100% engagement. We don't have quite that much anymore, but we want to keep, we want the people who are subscribed to it to be the people who want to be there. We don't really want people who like subscribe just to like follow some drama and then get bored and right. not watch anything. So it's really about like, we want people to be there who are involved and want to, you know, talk to us and want to, want to. Who are interested. Who are interested and want to have a, a discussion. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, that's kind of our mission. It's all about discussing things and concepts and looking at things through multiple angles. Because yeah, we wanted to snark on some business gurus and and talk about how their advice sucks. But mm -hmm. we're also seeing what can we learn from each one. Because even people we hate, we've been able to find things that we can learn from them, even if that's just what not to do to an extent. So it's kind of going into this with good faith as well. So we're 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 people who are being open minded to all viewpoints on this channel. And that's why everyone's opinions are welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I understand that. Um, I was going to ask something, but my, my, oh, yeah, my YouTube channel is completely dead. I stopped um, uploading videos completely and started this podcast, but now I'm uploading the podcast to my YouTube channel because YouTube is putting ads in my videos. Even if you're not monetized, they're still putting ads in your videos now. So, I just I need to grow that because you <laughs> might as well make the money if they're gonna right you might as might, well you might as well be the one getting the money exactly yeah right I was really interested and engaged this morning because you guys were talking about Dave Ramsey of course like I said before but we started talking about extreme cheapskates <laughs> <laughs> don't make me puke yeah <laughs> don't make me puke. <laughs> I think that would be really cool if you guys tried to live like that and like document like the whole to thing. I try to live a bunch of different things. At one time, we have been talking in the past about one week we might try doing like a beach body workout plan for a week or something, mm -hmm. or we might try doing like a, a weird. We might try intermittent fasting for a week. Um, we have like all of these different like other like. I don't know, lifestyle trends and stuff that are out there that we might try out and see if there are any benefits and what we see from it. So it's, we're going to try things other than just like researching people. We're planning to also like next week, we're planning to try the law of attraction for a week and see what yeah. happens with that. Um, but yeah, we're reading the secret. And so we're going to try the law of attraction for a week and see what that's about. Yeah. Didn't you mention something this morning about scams or 
scammers. Oh yeah, we want to have a scammers week too because there are a lot of business gurus we want to follow that are like just scammers. Like there are people that we follow that have some shady things or that that seem to be selling something that is. But there are some people that are like straight up criminals. So I think yeah. for a week we want to follow. I think Jordan Belfort and Elizabeth Holmes and Adam Newman and Donald Trump for one day. So I think we had five people. We we're gonna follow each one for a day and uh that'll be like scammers week yeah it really makes you realize there are so many scammers there are so oh, yeah. many scammers there are yeah like within mlms of course and also just in general um it makes you realize even more so that you just can't really trust anyone yeah. <laughs> i don't want to go that extreme i mean that's like uh <laughs> <laughs> that's like saying go going the day Ramsey root of, of, of all debt is bad which we we know that when you take the extreme stance on things you're gonna find exceptions but it is yeah. difficult to get that trust online when people are trying to sell you something that I hear you with. yeah yeah that's what, yeah that's what I mean um yeah for sure so yeah so what are you guys doing in the future besides the scammer do y'all have any other ideas coming up yeah, we have so many people and things and ideas we want to follow. Ideas um, are the one thing we're not short of. Yeah, we have like too many ideas because we're working on a million projects. I mean, we're also, we have our novel coming out in August. So that's every, that's another thing we do on the channel, which generally gets less viewership than the main show. But every Saturday we host an extra stream, which is for writing because we write together mm -hmm. too. So we are working on writing a novel. Well, we finished writing the novel and now the novel is in editing. What's been cool is that we've actually for publishing this novel have hired other people that have been within our chat and that yeah, are cool. viewers. So yeah, like uh, Amanda, who is, has been in our audience for a long time is starting a copy editing business. So we're having her edit the novel. Um, our friend Keelan, who's been in the audience for a while has also started, just started a cover designing business. So she's the most designing. photogenic person on the That's internet. Awesome. She is, she's the most photogenic person on the internet. We've had her on our stream multiple times. And if the stream ever freezes, like her face is oh, I heard y'all talking about that. awkward position. It's People amazing. just look pretty all the time. <laughs> she could just be like eating pasta with marinara sauce, just spilling all over her and her jaw like awkwardly to the side and she's still pulling <laughs> off. It just, she makes it work. It's pretty amazing. And, it's like Barney Stinson. Uh, all right. But yeah, so we, we have our novel coming out in August and we're doing streams to prepare the promotion for that. And it's been fun to have the audience with us throughout our whole novel writing process as well, from like the outlining stage to the writing, to the editing. And yeah, now we're getting ready to publish it soon. That's amazing. Uh, the thing that I really do love so much about that is you are supporting a small business. You know, it's like if somebody, you know, they, they want to edit, like you're helping them, you know, and they're helping you. So I think that is absolutely amazing to do that. And I also wanted to ask you about this other book you have coming out, um, 90s, the 90s. Oh, my book? Yeah. Yes. 90s Kids? Yeah, yes, it's coming 90s out next. Kids. Well, I don't know when this episode will go up, but the book 90s Kids is coming out June 8th. Okay. Um, yeah. And I'm really excited for it. It's a, it's a, I, I just, the fastest way to describe it is lesbian back to the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. Like a, yeah. I heard like a little summary of it. Yeah. It's like a, a time travel, time travel romance advent. Like it's like a contemporary YA novel, but with its time travel element. Yeah. And who doesn't love the nineties? Right. It's all, it's all 80s, 80s. 80s and 90s. 80s and 90s. Yeah, I love the 80s and 90s. I, I still yeah. love 80s and 90s music. So Same. I love There's it. There's a lot of 80s and 90s music in this book. So I think you'll like it. Then. Okay, yeah. So yeah. like, how many books have you actually total? Because since I spoke to you last, I mean, you are so busy. Like, I, I was telling <laughs> RK this before you came on. He was like, she's not going to be late. I was like, I know. But like, how does she do that because like you're live streaming you're you know you have premieres and you're in the chat room y'all are doing this thing every morning you're writing books like it's you're a small secret. business owner we manifest I manifest it. I manifest more <laughs> savvy stops time by meditating yeah. I manifest like 20 extra hours every day by thinking really hard about it and attracting extra time to me no we're it, kidding it's, it's like, cocaine <laughs> that's what he's <laughs> 
like no, you cannot possibly not. sleep. For the record, it is absolutely not. No, I yes, the children's book author does not do that, even though all other successful children's book authors totally did. I'm looking at you, Ro like uh, Roald Dahl. Wow, I almost fucked up his name. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot. Uh, the, the truth is like right now I'm in a good position where I don't have to have a day job on top of this. So that, that helps like the most. Oh yeah, I will for say sure. The two things that help most, the most in this, which is like, this is why I try not to give people advice. Cause I don't think these things are feasible to just, to just manifest right, right out of nowhere. One, I don't have a full, a full-time job on top of any of this. And two, I don't have kids. Those are yeah. the, the things that give me the most time. And I, that's like not, that's why I wouldn't give other people advice on that because it's like, there's no feasible way. I'm not going to tell someone not to have kids to like, there's ways <laughs> to, to balance it really well in your life. If, if having kids is, is something that you want to do. Uh, and I know some people who do an amazing job and I'm in awe of them who are able to manage like being a business owner and an author and have kids like Lauren Severe, who I have on my live stream all the time. Like she's She's writing novels. She's working in healthcare during a pandemic, and she is raising kids. And I'm like, and blowing up on TikTok. And she's blowing up on TikTok. And I'm like, dude, oh how do you do it? Like some people, I'm just like, whoa. I don't um, know how people do it. I but I guess there was a point. There was a point which I talk about in my book, Savvy Business Owner, where I was still having to work. Like, so I, the reason that I don't work a day job, right, is that now I make enough money from YouTube and my business and things like that that I don't have to. Right. But that wasn't always true um so there was a point in i think 2017 through 2019 i worked about 95 to 100 hours a week i was in grad school i was working at the school i was working a couple other jobs on top of that including freelance work and including uh teaching creative writing workshops to kids which i used to i used to have a job doing teaching for that back then too and i was doing all of that right at the same time that i was starting up my business so it was a lot of juggling but the fact that i was committed to starting it up then and growing it then meant that it was able to grow enough that now that i've left those other jobs that i am bringing in enough money from what i'm doing so it's it's really it's it's not easy to get to that point though it's like that's going to be that's the those were the hardest couple years they, they were really fun because I'm like a workaholic. Like for me, that's why I would never advise this to anyone else. I love working and it makes me happy. So like, I was totally just like, let's joy. It work sparks joy for me. Yeah, it's but like- there's passion in that. Work your new favorite. I was like, yeah, work's my new favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's, but you see, yeah, but like there's passion in that. And I yeah, think there's passion. that has so much to do with it because if people are not loving what they're doing and they don't have a passion for it, like- for example, MLMs, I could talk about that all day long. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's just something that you can talk about all the time. It's something you have passion in. Um, I think that helps so much, you know? Yeah, and I guess my other thing is that, like, I'm I'm not good at work-life balance. Like, I'm not good at judging what is a hobby versus what is a career. And sometimes that can make things a little difficult, right? Because every mm -hmm. once in a while, whenever I'm doing something for fun, I'm like, ooh, I should make a video about this and monetize it. And it's like, I don't always need to be in that mindset. You have I, a business mindset, like a business. Yeah, business. more often than not, I'm in that. And it's, it's hard to balance that with like, I like to do critiques on this idea of hustle culture and toxic positivity. And I don't love those things. I don't love that they're so ingrained in our worldview, but I do love them for me like right. i love them for me but i wouldn't i don't like the idea that other people feel forced to adhere to those things as well so i guess that's where the the you know having yeah. to balance that comes in i i understand that with my makeup career um there's like there's a point where you have to say is this a hobby yeah. <laughs> you know or is this a job i mean i can honestly say i this last film that i did i have never ever since since I started doing makeup and finished school in 2004 never worked so hard in my life like I worked so hard there like one night I I was like how am I even gonna get up to my hotel room I I sat down outside of my hotel room door and I was like I have to put the key in like mm -hmm. I, I had to sit down for a minute like I was fucking drained like that's, a drained yeah, that's how, when I was doing my juggling everything it's like um a couple years ago it was like I would wake up at like 5 36 uh try to get some work done before I had to get on the train and go downtown to teach a workshop for kids after I finished doing the my morning teaching workshops then I would go to work as a writing tutor at 
the school I was going to because when I was in school there, I got my tuition waived by working at the the writing. Oh yeah, center. I think that you mentioned that before. Yeah, so then I would go work there for a couple hours, and then after that was done, then I'd go to night class. And then after night class, I'd come home and either have to finish a freelance assignment and it'd be like 10 p.m. at that point. Or I just like, like my brain was mush. Like Tyler would try to talk to me or something. I would be like, I can't process these words that you're saying. I can't, or like, I can't like form words with my mouth. It's really awful to be at that level of exhaustion. I've felt that way many times. Like, Mm Like, and you have to eat at some point, right? Yeah. And it's like, I even, (laughs) I thought maybe I would lose weight. I gained a lot of weight because- I, it wasn't that I wasn't eating. It's that I was eating all my food from like McDonald's because I had to grab it in between. So rushed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I, I've been to the point where I have not had time to eat. Even if it was fast food, I just haven't had time to eat. I'm surprised I'm not skinny. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. But yeah, I don't yeah, know what me the hell. Too. I used to be really skinny and I was like, how am I... How am I not skinny now? I'm moving around a lot more and I feel like, uh, but I guess also the whole like, people talk about like in your late 20s and your early 30s, your metabolism slows down. I think that's probably true. Well, like I, I was you know, <laughs> walking like almost seven miles a day at one point. Yeah. Like, I looked at my Apple tracker. I was like, what the, f- like how? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the hell is. I'm, I'm going to get like tested for something. I don't know. But um, <laughs> so an RK, so you're an author as well. So y'all have that in common. How did you it two does. even like start being friends? Like how did that evolve? I reviewed her book, uh, Sculpt Yourself. And uh, she liked my review and we became friends from there. I mean, we had one, <laughs> we, we had one mutual friend, uh, Chelsea. It, I, I always forget if like she just goes by Chelsea Lauren if that's her last yeah, name. Yeah, Chelsea Lauren is what she goes by. She just goes by like her middle name as yeah. an author. Yeah, but uh, she's an author too. So she, okay. yeah, we, she was she's friend was friends with both of us, mm-hmm. and she, um, she was running like a a small publishing company as she still is. Um, and she, I I wanted to go through her to publish Sculpt Yourself, and so I was asking her like, all right, let's send out arcs. Uh, or for people who aren't book people, advanced review copies. Mm -hmm. We'll send out some some advanced copies for people to review. And she's like, oh, we should send one to my friend RK. He's a, you know, he's a a guy on social media who reviews things and he's on YouTube and he, and all that. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do that. So he reviewed my book. And then uh we i don't remember what uh, we started like messaging about degrassi or something on instagram like we followed each other on instagram and started messaging about degrassi at one point and i think there was a degrassi thread that we both commented on and we saw yeah exactly and then we uh canada brought us together (laughs) (laughs) and then the other thing was that um i uh rk actually started his youtube channel a little before i did so I wanted to start on YouTube and I didn't know how to do, like, I didn't know how to get involved in anything. I was so confused. So mm-hmm. I asked him for help and he was like, you need to try the booktube newbie tag, which was the best advice anyone had ever given me because I had never heard, I didn't even know about joining communities on YouTube. I was just throwing videos into the void and no one was seeing them. Right. And so I did that. And that was the first time I got people like coming to a video from the search and being like hi and me getting to know other people on youtube and it was amazing so we both then started as book review youtubers for a little bit and we supported each other's channels a lot and then we slowly just became best friends right yeah. little did y'all know like what would evolve from this <laughs> yeah best friends uh, yeah, i will say awesome. i will say the best thing about the booktube newbie tag is that it teaches you that youtube is a search engine and if you're making videos that people are actively searching for they'll find you anyone listening to this i don't recommend that you do it though for a different reason which is you can learn the lesson of make videos that people are actively searching for but when you do that you do tend to get um not that but when you do the booktube newbie tag for example you do get a lot of people who follow to quote support but in reality all they're doing is becoming dead subscribers on your channel that actually mm-hmm. hurt your analytics because you have all these subscribers that are now on your channel that aren't actually there to support you based on the work you're doing they're there to support you because they want to subscribe to everyone in one community hoping to get a subscriber back and that will have negative impacts on your channel so it worked for savvy because she's successfully transitions between multiple communities but more often than not you're just going to get way more subscribers than you probably deserve based on the videos that you're making you're not going to have the views to match it and no engagement will slowly die. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the All thing right. that I think helped me with that was that actually I got pretty high engagement on a lot of my book and author videos because I would get really involved with other people's videos too. Like, so I would like watch like hundreds of videos every week and comment on them and support other people and, and just get really involved with like author communities. I'm still pretty involved with the author community. Um, so my, I noticed that my author videos always have, they have way fewer views than my anti MLM or business guru videos, but they always have way higher comment to view ratio. Hmm. So like I can put out an author video that only gets like uh, 300 views, but it'll have like 50 to hundred comments on it versus like I can put out an anti-MLM video that have the same number of comments, but might have 10,000 views. So it's pretty yeah. amazing. Cause I think in, when I do yeah, these so. other kind of videos, there's a lot more people that passively watch them versus like in the author community, people are trying to get to know each other, trying right. to be writing friends and things like that. So I think it's there, it's just different approaches, um, right. but it, there's definitely ways to make it work as long as you're, you know, engaging with others in good faith. Right, right. And another thing that it may be it, I don't know, because I received a message on my podcast Facebook page, and it was someone talking to me, but they said they did not want to comment because they have friends and family that are in the MLM. And I also received a message saying that um, this person said they don't want to comment because on things because they are still friends with their upline. So that uh, may, that could be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like people, I know when I first became, and I've said this many times, when I first became anti-MLM, I was a little nervous to, you know, put like a, like a meme or whatever, like on my personal page, because I knew I was going to piss a lot of people off. And I did not want to hear that every time of hearing, um, you just didn't work hard enough. Oh yeah. Um, no, you know, the, the, the same old shit that people say and, you know. Thing, they try to argue it which is aggravating but yeah and I didn't you know and I still have family and friends that are involved but yeah it took a lot for me to like go out and like do that like it was hard on me to to say something I don't think people realize that but I knew I was going to make people mad and I mean who who wants people to be upset with them right so yeah that may have something to do with it I feel that definitely could yeah yeah um, when you first, so, so our case and author, you're an author, y'all, you know, met up all of this stuff. When did you, in, like, did you tell RK about this, this, these MLM scams or was he already like, RK, I, I, you know, I talked to you about this. Actually, you told me a story about Mary Kay, I think, or yeah, I had a woman who wanted to hire me to run her social media to, yeah, that's uh, what it was for, cause she's a Mary Kay consultant. And I told her no, because she's already going to be losing so much money with right. this company. I wasn't going to take an additional 200 bucks a month from her. Yeah. Um, so you were honest. Mm -hmm. I was familiar with, um, with MLM. I didn't really know what they were, but like, obviously I heard it. I had Tupperware brands growing up. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I think every guy knows at least one person in Cutco at some point in their life oh, because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you know, it's no, no guy's going to get involved in MLMs, but they'll happily sell knives and recruit a downline. That's not an MLM. <laughs> um, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of men think they're immune to MLMs. They just, it's just a different ones that are targeting you. Yeah. Yeah. Try America's full of hunters. Mm -hmm. Full. Oh, okay. I got, got distracted by that notification. Yeah. Oh, I got but, that <laughs> but that, that's pretty much been, so as far as like the anti MLM community itself, I really didn't know it was a thing until somewhat recently, even like, um, yeah, like 20, like I think the pandemic introduced me to that rabbit hole and all the hilarious personalities that come with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, because the humor really spoke to me. I think y'all are really good at making light of, or not, not making light negatively. That's going to come across in poor taste, but I think you're really good at making, um, important information easily digestible. Yeah. yeah I I, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I remember like RK had seen me start to transition into making anti-MLM videos around like 2019 or so, especially when I was reviewing Girl Stop Apologizing okay. and going into reacting to guru speeches at MLM conferences and things like that. Um, but yeah, because I, re I remember you would talk to me about like when Monica and I would do collabs and stuff, but it, it wasn't until like this year that I think you got more involved in the larger community, it seemed like. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel comfortable in the community. I don't make content on the community, but I, I support the community as best as I can uh, without doing that. I guess you could maybe say your morning guru is, a, is in that community, but we're not really anti-MLM. We're, we're 
But like our, posi our position is anti-MLM, <laughs> but we cover a lot more topics than that. Yeah, yeah I, I guess I, that's what I would say. Like our, our brand isn't anti-MLM. It's just yeah. something yeah. that's a part, like- It intertwines, yeah. it intertwines, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, hold up. Let me see. I got a text from the heating company. Okay. The technician is on my way, on their way. Okay, so when they call, I will. Um, Savvy's um, air conditioner's out. I don't know how, or I mean, how you're like- doing it but you're not like in the deep deep south like me oh yeah i'm not i'm in chicago so it's hot for me here but if i i'm the yeah no i'm glad i'm not in the south <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, dying your body dying. adjusts i mean i wore flannel today and it's 81 degrees Th that's insane <laughs> yeah this is just like a light sweater thing it's I'm oh scared. it's 82 here it's hotter here than it is in new orleans for once oh wow yeah suck it chicago with <laughs> It is. Fucking fuckers. Oh, wow. Yep. 81. 81 here. Amazing. Yeah. But it's windy. So yeah. that helps. Um, less humidity, I guess. But but now I forgot what I was going to say. Something about. I think, yeah, I was about to say something and then I got the notification. Something about the anti MLM community or something. Well, we were talking about how, how we're like we believe in anti-MLM but our show yeah. isn't, isn't an anti-MLM show oh I was gonna say uh, every so no I was gonna say about supporting the community dude RK you are the most supportive friend in the world like that's a thing I get comments from my other friends that'll be like dude your friend RK is the most supportive guy in the world like because you just are always sharing people's videos and leaving positive comments. Yeah, he is. Promoting people in Instagram stories it's yes. just like I, and I noticed that like from the beginning when I first met you like three years ago or whenever we first met because yeah who like, was president because <laughs> <laughs> like i would whenever i would share something or be like i put out a new video when my channel was new or when i would put out like talk about writing or something like rk was always the first person to retweet everything he was always the first person to leave positive comments on everything I'm like dude you are so nice like that's awesome you're the most supportive friend that exists so like right it's just it was just always yeah, from the beginning, he's been a very supportive person. I don't even know if we follow each other on Twitter, RK, but we need I to. I barely use it. I mean, I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll log on Twitter and follow you, but I barely I don't use know, Twitter. Maybe we do. It's, I don't know. I would have to look. Tw but. Twitter's the fastest way to just sort of hop into a downward spiral of oh, like- Oh, that it is. That but it like is. When you were talking about how it's difficult to trust human beings. Like I sort of get that when you go on Twitter and you just see one thread immediately and it's like why am i even on this no, uh, twitter is a shitty site i use it a lot because i like attention but <laughs> <laughs> but it's getting shittier too because it's it's unlike other social medias it's like one of the only social medias that's like actively either declining or stagnant with its active users on a monthly right. basis so the only way that it can keep its engagement or increase its engagement is to make itself shittier by by becoming more of what people hate about it. So it's it's just sort of be, becoming yeah. worse and worse with each update. I, I do know that if I get like one more strike or something on Twitter, my account will be permanently deleted. So I'm trying to, um, I have to kind of tiptoe around there now because my account was suspended for a little bit. They gave me one more chance. They said, if I do whatever again, it's going to be permanent. And I've had Twitter since forever, like since like 2009, I think. And yeah, and it was arguing with um, a Rodan and Fields rep, of course, MLM. So I mainly use it to like trash reality TV because I love it. And yeah. I think Savvy mentioned something about that this morning that she I used love to trashy watch it. reality TV. I don't watch it anymore because I don't really oh, I have do. I don't have cable. Um, oh. but I used to watch it all the time. Well, now you don't even have to have cable because you can just Hulu. Like, would, there's so much. Stuff. Oh, it's on Hulu. A lot of a lot of oh, trash yeah. is on Hulu. Hulu Aaron, and Netflix. Aaron oh. watched all of Vanderpump Rules when uh, quarantine first started in 2020, just to like escape. <laughs> like she needed something that because we, we we all we weren't sure how long we were going to be locked up for um yeah. and we needed something that was an easy I, I remember every day she would watch reality tv and every night we would watch a movie like rat race and we slept on the couches in the family room for like a week straight when quarantine first started just because like the gentle glow of the television was almost like our fireplace <laughs> gosh that's how my sister is. She has to have the TV on when she goes to sleep. Um, I used to be like obsessed with Jersey Shore, but I haven't really watched it since Snooki left. But yeah, I'm like, like some of the stuff I watch, I'm like kind of embarrassed I watch it. But I, I actually had my own reality TV show reel 
because I had an idea and I met with MTV. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, this was years ago. So I met with MTV. I was like, this is my moment. So they told me what to do. They said, we need a sizzle reel. Um, It needs to be like this, this, this. And so I I had it filmed, had it edited. And I went back and they said, um, you need to change that, that, and that. And um, I want to get you in contact with A&E. So I didn't want to pay to have it. It was expensive. Um, I came out of pocket. I didn't have money to pay other people. You know, I had to provide the food. It was just a big thing. So I just never felt, you know, followed through with it. And A&E, they told me that they wanted shows uh, more geared towards men. So, yeah, that didn't work. So I just, I mean, I was in the newspaper, my local newspaper, reality show to film and, you know, (laughs) in my town. So I said, I still have that. I cut it out of the newspaper years ago. But yeah, I I never did anything else with it. And most of it's scripted anyway, so... But it's a beautiful script. Yeah. It's a beautiful script. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that's travel. why people, people, that's why people are drawn to especially commentary channels on YouTube. I mean, reality TV is just shifting to talking shit about your favorite influencers online. Yeah, oh, yeah. and I, I get it. I love watching commentary videos on YouTube. And I love, yeah. like, so RK is like the one friend that I can talk about YouTube drama H3, with. H3H3 versus Keemstar. H3H3 I mean, versus Keemstar, like that level of shit. Like, cause none of my other friends in real life, like, none of them watch i mean they watch youtube but they they don't get like that involved in youtube culture so if i try to talk about this people especially like ask tyler he'll be like i don't know who you're talking about like what? oh like, i was in that rabbit hole for a little bit with the with the drama with the beauty yeah. community Whew, mm. man that goes well, i imagine deep. it's gonna be weird for you because you're a professional makeup artist so to yeah. see all these like online makeup artists just going at it that's got to be i wonder how did that like did you uh, now i'm asking questions as if i'm an interviewer but how, how did that uh in your mind like how did that feel like uh um to reflect on your industry like did you feel like because i know you talk all the time about how uh, MLM companies seem to reflect poorly on the makeup industry by making mm-hmm. like making it seem like anyone can be a makeup artist like how do you think youtuber makeup artists reflect on the makeup industry because of the way that they behave man ah man um it's it's <laughs> okay like for example like there could be drama between all like you know influencers beauty influencers but then like one will come out with a new makeup line and like, if you're for that influencer, like, you know, you'll go buy it. And then like, if you're not, then people will be like, oh, I can't believe you supported them and bought their makeup. Right. Like yeah. the attention is off of the art. Absolutely. 110% off of the art part of it and onto the drama part of it. And yeah, uh, yeah I think they're, they support people because of who they side with other than, um, you know, like the makeup application, the makeup product, the you know. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely see that because I've seen a lot of people, like I only started even buying makeup recently, but I've seen a lot of people talking about like, oh, how could you buy this product when they've partnered with this influencer who's awful? And it's like a lot of that. And I'm like, I don't even know like what's a good product and what is, I'm just trying to figure out what's a good quality product for my money to buy. Like, how do you know about all of this? If you look at like, you know, like Too Faced and then you look at like Nikki Tutorials and, you Mm -hmm. know, no one knew that she was transgender and she was blackmailed into coming out. Oh, that was awful. That was terrible. It is terrible. And I love her. And I still love her. She's beautiful. But yeah, so that's really messed up. But you know, like a makeup brand, like it's a whole thing, you know, like that she would have never came out and said that. And then, um, you know, you look at like Morphe and the drama with them and Jeffree Star. It's just, it's a thing. It's a, it's a deep thing. Yeah. And it's a lot. It's a lot to catch up on. Like, I mean, I had to stop going down the rabbit hole. I just did. Um, <laughs> cause I watch YouTube a lot now. I, I watch YouTube more now, uh, more than regular television. And I have cable cause my husband insists that we have it. And I'm like, we could just get rid of it because I can just watch YouTube and Netflix and Hulu and I'm good. But, but yeah, it's, um, I love YouTube. I love YouTube and I'm a true crime freak. So I watch a lot of true crime. Yeah. Well, with makeup, I mean, with James Charles, you get the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah right right yeah <laughs> no it's um yeah yeah I, I had to take a nice little h3 h3 jab at him it works really well for him 
Yeah. Whole no, thing. but as, as far as makeup is concerned, I always, I, I mean, I, I never really got too far into the drama. I thought it was kind of weird that yeah. when, I, when I think of makeup, I was not expecting the big drama to be three dudes and Tati. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> it goes like, deep. That ratio felt off based on who the primary purchaser, the purchasers of the product are. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's not about the makeup any i mean it is to some people but for a lot of people it's not about the makeup anymore it's about the drama and mm-hmm. surrounding the brand so i mean just all of that everything it almost like that. seems like that's what every youtube community becomes though because yeah you know i've been a part of a lot of different youtube communities and then people get all like whenever a new community goes through something people are like oh my god this community is all drama this is going to be a huge and i'm like dude every every community year, is I, all I drama was in the book community the book community is all drama dude like, yeah, join like a non-profit board Join, join a non-profit board it's all about the drama like it, it's just it's just humans interacting like there just are no chill youtube communities out Mm-mm. there everyone is going to have those yeah they all have that big mess at some point yeah just I'm like with the sure author country tube. clubs do yeah author tube has drama i was shocked you're like it is so toxic it's more toxic than than no like- i think the book community like the author section of the book community has drama every once in a while. It's not uh-huh. too bad. But or maybe it's also it was really Twitter. Small. I don't know. You told really me about something. Book Twitter. Like the dude, biggest creator. Nuts. Maybe that's what it was. The book book Twitter is also bigger. I mean, the biggest like book Twitter ha- or not book Twitter book. You know, book Twitter is probably bigger. I'm just thinking of like the size of the largest creator in the communities and book. I don't know if they have a larger creator, but they have more big creators. Author community. There's like one huge creator, a couple big ones, and that's it. Yeah. yeah, the author community is fairly small. I think the biggest creator on AuthorTube has two hundred thousand subscribers, which is oh, wow. oh, not even huge, just very big. Which is big, but like you know, there's there's no one. It's not like makeup or gaming or one of those communities where you're gonna have someone with millions and millions of subscribers. There's and no they're way. just middle of the road. Yeah, right. I think um, I can say what you know. A lot of um, you. Um, beauty influencers that started out just doing makeup tutorials and that don't anymore. <laughs> um, I, I have to say that Raw Beauty Christy, she still does makeup tutorials and, mm-hmm. you know, she has over a million subs. So, and, you know, I don't think she even really gets into drama. So. Yeah, there are definitely some people out there who manage to just like do their own thing. I I don't, I haven't gotten into like any big drama yet, but I feel like it's only a matter of time. Oh, it is. I just, I cannot, I I have to insert (laughs) myself into everything. I cannot like just keep my mouth shut. You know, I have your back. I always have your back on Twitter. (laughs) When I go on Twitter, if I see somebody say something, I'm like, "Ah, ah, ah." no, I think I even saw your mom make a tweet oh, my mom has my back on twitter and stuff my mom gets cool comments and is like yes yeah, savvy don't take shit from anybody right? <laughs> like, i was I'm like savvy's like, mom. mom like i love this mom yeah but that most <laughs> recent person i mean i i felt bad like she was horrible to you but i also like i was looking at her i felt bad for her yeah who's that oh so there, i got in some author drama recently but where, like, it was barely they were it she, they were ju- oh, oh yeah i think I, it was just a comment thread it wasn't even like a I, big thing it I was, saw it was it. Drama. some tiny person who's really trying to grow and i i, I mean i just i felt bad for her i, I really like i looked down i was like damn I, that's <laughs> like the I, one. Yeah. that's the one i tweeted when i i you said something i was like it just seemed like they were super jealous of you savvy that's potentially yeah but she was she was being like very rude and kept like making it sexual and i was like what are you doing like get out of my comments like why are you like now going to twitter looking yeah i mean the other thing i've gotten better at personally as far as just my personal engagement with comments especially are i i try and i i used to not it's a rather recent development thanks to all of these self-help books i've been reading but i definitely give everyone the benefit of the doubt when yeah. they're talking, I, I assume that they could just, one, they could be having a horrible day. Uh, two, they could be having a horrible life. <laughs> it, could be any, it could be any combination of things where I just- That's a mature way to look at it. I tend to give everyone the benefit of the doubt too, but that often leads me into having a lot of arguments where I'm the only one arguing in good faith because I can't, 
I don't have good judgment for when that other person is at that point just trying to be a dick and isn't going to listen. So there'll be times when someone will say something, even like that person I got in an argument with in the comment section, like I'll generally assume like, okay, so this is this person's viewpoint. It's very different from mine. And I'll start off by being like, that's interesting. Why do you think this way? Here are my experiences. Here are why I think something different than you and try to start a discussion. And if that person you know, starts to engage back and is like, well, I think that's because of this and I disagree with this part or something, then we keep going and sometimes we'll often come to an understanding. Mm -hmm. But other times they'll just be like, just start hurling insults at me. And then I'm like, oh, like I need to let this go. Oh, hold up, my dog's barking. Let me check if the air conditioning guy's here. I will be right back. No, well, I guess I'll just say as far as savvy is concerned. Yeah, I have the benefit of like not actively engaging. So I'm able to give the benefit of the doubt more. Right. And there was something like really important I was going to say, but now I don't remember something about savvy and my bad. (laughs) Oh, oh, I remember. (laughs) Okay. So, um, whenever I got into like, like I used to be like, I'm always right. This is it. This is, I'm always right. Like I was a little bitch, but whenever I got into like my early twenties, I started looking at things and I was like, you know what? Like on the outside looking in, let me look at myself and let me look at this other person. Like, oh, I I, I understand where they're coming from. I was wrong, you know, but like sometimes people just don't do that. I don't know if they just never mature or what it is, but I do, like I distinctly remember like being, I don't remember like the situation, but I remember being like, you know what? They do have a good point there. Hmm. You know, maybe I need to change something, but like sometimes it doesn't happen for, for everyone, you know? Yeah. And I, I hear you on that. And I, I, I'm not even trying to say that like the way that people interact with with comments or arguments are right or wrong. I just know what keeps my sanity. Um, and more often than not, it's not, it's just like not even engaging to begin with. Right. Uh, But that's hard. It it can be. Um, yeah, I'm always backspacing. Like, no. Well, it's one of those things that I feel like gets easier with practice. Yeah. Um, sort of like, you know, switching over to black coffee instead of having cream in your coffee. It just takes a little uh, practice. That's, you are a mind reader. I swear, I am so close to being out of creamer, coffee creamer, and I'm so ADD right now. So I was thinking, you know, should I go to the store really like, after this and go grab more coffee creamer because I have to have it every morning? But I really want to get used to drinking black coffee because it's I'm so obsessed with coffee creamer and I have to have it. It's such a hassle because I go through it like water. I was just thinking that. I mean, I I like black coffee. I drink it black. Um, I need to learn that. I need to learn <laughs> yeah. how to like that. I, I think it's an acquired taste. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure that not responding to every comment is an acquired taste. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I, I I got some bad comment wars when I was um when I was doing music reactions and it's just so draining and, and what you get back from it is just not worth what you put into yeah, it yeah especially when you're like talking to a brick wall it's yeah. frustrating it's very not frustrating and and their days don't change at all uh and your day does and it's just it's just not worth it's really not worth the engagement in my opinion in the if time. someone else if someone else gets happiness from it or purpose from it then by yeah. all means they should uh like yeah. i said i when I, when I speak on this, I'm only speaking for what personally benefits me. Right. I definitely had to, at one point, get to the, like, because I used to really try hard to respond to every comment. I don't anymore because it's just not feasible at this point, but mm-hmm. um, I try to respond to as many of them as I can. Mm-hmm. But I got to the point with, like, I had this one video that I put out that was very controversial and has gotten ratioed pretty hard. People really don't like it. Um, JP. It's about Jordan Peterson, yeah. And it's, I was actually, it, it made me really sad for a while actually, because normally I don't mind criticism because I you either use it to grow or I just assume, hey, that's engagement either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, it was more like, I made this video critiquing Jordan Peterson, um, but I was also critiquing Kathy Newman, who was the person that was arguing with him. So I was critiquing them both about equally and I was actually very easy on Jordan Peterson, gave him the benefit of the doubt most of the time. And I thought that it was, a good discussion and it was really didn't delve into any personal attacks. It really focused on me trying to critique both of their argumentation techniques, mm-hmm. but his fan base just came at me and they were so mad. Like they were so mad at me. And I was like, Oh, I thought I was actually worried that I was going to get in trouble with people who didn't like him for going too easy on him. That's what I was worried about. That didn't happen at all. What I, what happened was that I mm-hmm. got a ton of hate comments from his fan base. That's just because people are like follow certain people and like, no matter what they do, 
right. they're always right. And that's why it felt kind of like cult-like. But there were some people yeah, that I will is. say, a lot of people in the comments were engaging in good faith and were like, you know, I'm glad I watched this because even though I disagree with you, I think you presented your viewpoints well and here's why I disagree. And I was like, yes, more than happy to talk to you. And we would have long discussions and right. great time. Other people would be like, Agreed well, yeah, obviously you wouldn't like Jordan Peterson because you're an ugly feminist stereotype. What? That doesn't yeah, even have anything now. Yeah, and it's like, mm, this doesn't make any sense. And it's like, you didn't watch this or someone would be like, well, you're clearly stupid. So you just like, and it's like- that, Yeah, let's throw around some insults. Those are not good arguments. And no. I'm, I'm usually like, okay. So after a while, I had to just kind of stop looking at comments from that video, which I didn't yeah. want to because I really wanted to engage with people. And I really thought that pe more people were willing to hear someone out when they're willing to critique someone, but critique them in good faith and give them the benefit of the doubt and things mm -hmm. like that. But I'll, but a lot of people aren't. And that way, it was just kind of like a shattering of my idealist worldview. It's, it's <laughs> like I a car think... accident. You don't want to look. Yeah. But, but you... You have to, yeah. You yeah, it's look. exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, and before we even wrap this up, I just want to say that, Savvy, you are like, like I, okay, so I, you know, you I've been gone for a while whenever I was filming, so I still have to catch up on like the Rachel Hollis drama, something oh, about geez, cleaning the yeah. toilets. I still haven't caught up on that. But other than that, you are a debater. Like, yeah. bam, like, Woo! When oh, you were on master. that live stream, huh? <laughs> yeah, when yeah. she was on that live no, stream, dude, RK made a pun. There was that was very good. What did he say? I didn't hear him. He, I just said she's a master debater. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Drop the D. That was, a, that was a joke we used to make on the debate team. All okay, the time. I'm like, uh, okay, that was like a regular debate team joke in high when school. When you <laughs> debated, what's his face? Oh, Scott? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to say it. Yeah, Scott That's Johnson, who won't debate. show his face. That's frustrating. Well, he, he, he's actually time. left two comments on one of our Dave Ramsey videos today. Well, he left one comment. I assume the other one is him, too, because it's literally the, the name of the account, and it's a faceless account. Is, uh -huh. Mar is Marco going to be my dad? LOL, question mark. I'm just thinking to myself, like, are, oh, are you making a joke? Because yeah. <laughs> always Marco's son to you. Like it, it, so, it's, it's he, he left two comments today because he's really bothered by the fact that uh, he, he's. He, I, I love how he said Dave Ramsey doesn't know what he's talking about with MLMs. Like everyone else is like, okay, fair. I mean, oh, he knows you, it all though. Oh my god, you you lost two hundred fifty thousand dollars, so I'm gonna listen to you for financial advice. Right, right. But when Sa when Savvy was having that debate with him, literally in my house, I was like yelling. I'm like, yes, yes. Like, 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 like people like yell at the screen for football. I was like, yeah, kid. Yeah. Like savvy for president. Savvy for president. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It was so good. I was like, this is so good. Like everyone, you have to go watch that video on Savvy's channel. I'll leave her channel linked. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I mean, course, Scott, yeah, like, and well, guru and all that. Yeah, I was gonna say, leave your morning. You don't gotta leave mine. I haven't uploaded it in months. Uh, Scott's <laughs> just someone who I'm pretty sure, like, as far as engaging with him is concerned, like he, he, I'm, not, I'm not gonna reply to those comments. He enjoys it. Oh yeah, um, that's true. I think at this point, it's like this isn't a good faith argument anymore because he gets a rush like, out. Of I it or really something. did try to appeal to where you're coming from, but if you're really just not willing mm -hmm. to even listen to that or you're just going to repeat the same things and it's like at that point i'm like I, this discussion isn't going anywhere and that's when the hardest thing for me i think is to learn when a discussion isn't going anywhere because i just like I, I i i'm a really confrontational person i really engage with everything a lot and i've always been that way so it's like really hard for me to be like okay i need to step away from this conversation because in my mind it almost feels like a moral failing to me where i'm like oh i should have stuck with it but it's like until when this person is going to go on forever yeah. and isn't going to say anything new and i'm like, like shove it down ah. their throat <laughs> so yeah i understand i completely understand that but and who won't show his face? And that's what frustrates me. Like, if I see that, I don't really mind that. I have a lot of friends who don't show their face online. Well, still, it's just him. I don't know. It's something about him. Yeah. yeah I tend not to resort to personal Yeah, attacks. he's a freaking asshole. He's been it, very rude, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you don't show your face, okay. But, like, you don't show your face, but you can talk all of this stuff. Like, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. No, we, we, we understand where you're coming from. There's yeah. there, talking confidently while demonstrating actions that lack confidence or demonstrate great insecurity and mm -hmm. then going on the attack while demonstrating those insecurities it, it, it can be frustrating so i understand mm -hmm. where you're coming from yeah with that. definitely um 
I also think that, I mean, one of the big differences between Savvy and I, which is why we work so well together possibly, is she started this interview off talking about how she really does not differentiate hobbies from work. And I think I'm the opposite where I, I like I, my YouTube channel stopped giving me joy. So I hit my 10K subs and I stopped doing it. Right. Uh, it was very clearly a hobby. Um, writing for me is, is a hobby um, that I wouldn't mind making money on, but it's still a hobby. So when it stops bringing me joy, stop doing it for a little bit, wait for it to bring me joy again, hop back into it. Savvy, she loves them uh, unconditionally. Uh, she, her hobbies and her, her, her work have, uh, have, they, what, what's a super saying? Differentiating is um, playing the Sims on Twitch as a hobby. So if during a week, I feel like it's going to stress me out to try to fit this into my schedule, I just don't host the stream that week. And then sometimes I feel bad because RK is like, I want to play The Sims, but we'll play The Sims <laughs> one of these weeks, I promise. Sometimes with a plural, I think I said once, are we doing okay, it? Sorry. You said no. One time I felt bad, but I probably didn't need to because I don't think I even disappointed him that much. Yeah, I know, we just bad. talked on I think on Savannah Zoom. Marie's into that. Yeah, well, we, we play with Savannah Marie sometimes. Sometimes yeah, her. bring her on and she plays Sims with us. She but also I'm plays like, with that's... her daughter, which is really cute. Yeah. She's always posting Sparrow playing. It's Aww. so cute. Yeah. So it's sometimes it's fun because I'm like, okay, this is a hobby. This is like, I like to play the Sims on Twitch. My Twitch channel got monetized, but I don't really do any monetized things on it. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to spend time trying to grow this Twitch channel or trying to like make it a, a revenue stream. I just want to use That's this. That's why I couldn't find you. I couldn't find you the other day. Oh, well, it's because I changed the channel name to Sims and Simps as a yeah. joke. And I probably shouldn't have done that, but maybe I'll change it back at some point. Yeah, no, nah, keep it a Simpson Simps. It's beautiful. Also, because that way it also separates from my brand because it's not like me running this channel as a career. This is just a, a Twitch channel for fun. If it was if it was savvy, you'd feel like once you say you're going to stream every Oh, day, that's what yeah, it used to be. Day. I used to have it under Savvy Writes Books, and I would yeah. stream every Saturday. And I was at the point where I was like, I don't really want to stream tonight. And I'm like, well, playing The Sims is a hobby. Like, this is really just for fun. And if I don't want to stream tonight, and I or like I'm gonna meet up with another friend tonight, or if I'm gonna watch a movie with Tyler tonight, I should just do that instead because I need to remember that I don't I don't have to feel obligated to do things. Right, you already do so <laughs> much. Like, yeah. if you want to play The Sims, play The Sims. Like. Yeah, and so I think that that's just a fun sometimes thing that yeah. we do. Yeah, I get She's it. She's sometimes a sim simp. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Well, you guys, it's been so much fun. It really has, like, just kind of rolled. Yeah, no, I, I love when, I love coming on your podcast. We'll be happy to come back on anytime. Oh, I'd love to have you guys back on anytime, anytime. Yeah, i be the Open master debater. Huh? <laughs> What'd you say? I want to host more debates on my channel. I yes, really please do. I do. And I always reach out to people too, who are very like, they disagree with me on things and then they get like, oh, well, I, I want to come on your channel and defend my position. And I'm like, okay, here's my email. And then they just never, they just ignore they me. They probably saw the video between you and... Maybe, or maybe yeah. I think a lot of people get confrontational in the moment. And then when they think about it later, they're like, I don't actually really want to spend time arguing this online or something. So I don't know. That's how I am. That's why I stopped doing it. Because I was, it's, it's like... It's like masturbating. It's like you, you have this buildup and then the release is like, ah, yeah, I'm not going to do that yeah. again. I had an idea to have someone on my podcast who's pro MLM um, yeah. and, and debate them. But like, I'm just like, I have facts. And what's the point? Because I know I'm right. Well, I don't I'm gonna know. Have, I am actually planning to, and this is what I've taken a while on this because when I, sometimes I, I have a lot of videos that I've filmed earlier this year that haven't come out yet just because newer, more uh, current topics that were more time sensitive happened in the meantime. Mm -hmm. But I, um, I've, I've recorded something with someone who is not, is, isn't really super pro MLM, but isn't all the way anti MLM and doesn't think that all of our arguments have merit. And she's super nice. So, but she was someone who was like, um, you know, I might come on your channel because I know you wouldn't attack me about this and things like that. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So mm -hmm. she and I actually made a video together about how she left her company recently and was, she didn't like that company because of a lot of the toxic positivity and some of those things like but that. They're all the but, same. but she was like, she disagreed with some of my critiques on the business model. And I was like, all right, let's have this debate. Debate. let's have this and I think it's going to be especially beneficial when we do have that debate mm -hmm. it's going to be beneficial for the anti-MLM movement as well because she was bringing up like yeah when you guys make this argument I 
always refute it like th that argument doesn't do anything for me and it's like okay so if we're making a certain argument to somebody and that person isn't being convinced by that argument well then maybe it will be more beneficial if we learn what their side actually thinks when they hear that argument so that then we can right. I get it. that instead of you know instead of just trying to argue what we think is going right. to somebody work on what's actually going to work in a communication setting right so you want to know like to what's have going that discussion on in their mind. With her um because she's she's really nice so i'm excited to have that discussion with her in the future yeah i would i would definitely watch that well it's been great you guys yeah <laughs> it's been great uh jess we'll be happy to come on anytime we love your podcast oh i love you guys i love watching y'all thank you we appreciate you jess we, i appreciate you guys very much okay everyone that does it for today's episode i hope that everyone enjoyed it as much as i did and i will be back here again next monday with another episode thanks so much for listening to the persuasion pitch podcast